Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Happy 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 Um, (laughs) uh, I was going to talk about my reading goals. That I don't have yet. <laughs> oh no! Okay, how did you end 2021? How 31, 31 books. Hell yeah! What was your target? 12. <laughs> Fuck yes, you did it! You <laughs> smashed that goal. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, was it 20? What? I can't remember. What your goal was? Yeah. Oh, I could look. Who, but know? Who cares? You Who still cares? did a... You still I, did a Yes, I I went above and beyond. Proud of you, super proud. Yeah. Oh, thanks, thanks. I didn't read fifty some odd like somebody I know though. I know, but I was also like unemployed for half the years, (laughs) so that that I had a leg up on you. I had a little (laughs) bit more free time. True. (laughs) I think so. Yeah, I think so. We'll see how this year goes. I still put it in for 50. My goal is 50 this year. Oh, snap. So, you know, you we'll know see. me, you know me and my weird idiosyncrasies that um, I have this compulsion to just be like, oh, 20, 24 books, because I feel like I can read a book for the two a week <laughs> or, or like one every two weeks. Well, two a month because we'll have one for the podcast Mm -hmm. and then like my own personal book. And then I'm like, okay, I know I can hit that goal, but the whole point of goals is to push yourself. So then I'm like, true. but you also like, don't want to talk about the same side read for a month. Like that's really boring. I feel like that's me the last few months though. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's okay though, but it is a little boring. (laughs) I know. Start reading faster, Shanta. Stop vaping in bed. Stop vaping. (laughs) Oh my God. I've been struggling. I haven't been vaping, but my eyes have been like, I'm trying to read because I've been reading some good books and it's like, no, I just want to read. You got the nods. You got the nods. Get the nods. Get the nods. Yeah. Um, So yes, I read 54 books and I'm aiming for 50 this year. I would love to read that many we'll see I had an interesting conversation with my neighbors who I love they were they came over for a fire on New Year's Eve so we had a little early fire with them and then we always talk about books so we're talking about books Linda asked me for like my top five of the year which was very hard even just to think of the titles on the spot you're like I don't know I need to consult my goodreads oh anyway the Rose Code and Firekeeper's Daughter were like two that came to mind because they were both very good. But then she asked me what like the worst books that I had read. 
And I said that ever since I started implementing the hundred page rule, I didn't read it. I mean, <laughs> is an exception, <laughs> but I didn't read any shitty books. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. if I wasn't feeling it, I was like, no, not for me. And it, I did not waste my time. So all the books that I read, I at least enjoyed, except mm-hmm. for the innocence, I at least enjoyed a little bit. Asterix. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that again. Please don't make us no do themes. it. <laughs> no, no themes. themes. Anyway, so that was kind of interesting. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. sweet. Like, I love that. Yeah. No, that's, and I did, I, I think I did that too. I used the 100 page. Did I use it? Well, no, you did that. Um, You did the thing where you were like, I'm not feeling this book right now. And then oh, you went yes. back to it. Yes, 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 yes. You yes. didn't abandon it. You just paused it. I put the pause on. This is true. The pause. Which is still pretty. That's big for me. That is true. Okay. Tell me what you're reading right now. I finished um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Great book. Mm -hmm. I think I gave it four stars. It's a good book. Would recommend. Um, And I liked the little twist. The twist. That was a good twist. Um, Was not, did not see that coming. And now I'm reading um, The Midnight Midnight Library by Matt. Oh, I love that book so much. Oh, I love that book. You're in for a treat. I'm in speeding through it pretty quickly. So how far are you? Um, I think I'm already like a third of the way through, which is pretty fast for me lately. So yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. It is a good book. I feel like you're kind of in the meat and potatoes of the concept of the book. Mm -hmm. Like she's, yeah, I thought Mm -hmm. that I thought a lot, like it made me think a lot about all of the paths my life could have taken. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And how, like, I'm actually pretty happy with my path. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny, though, because this, the book that we're reading, Verity, kind of has the same, not in exactly the same, but, like, has that same feel. Like, where would I be if It does I kind of have that same. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, when she's thought. talking about, what's his name? A- Amos? Uh, Amos. Or whatever. Could be worse. <laughs> and she's like, could be worse. <laughs> I love that so much. Like, that's true. That's super true. This is true. I read, I finished the Anthropocene reviewed. I think I finished that last time, maybe. I don't know. It was good. I like that book. I like John Green, though. Like, I think I'm a little biased just because I love him. So it's fun being in his brain. And that one was actually in his brain, like his actual thoughts. So it was cool. And then I read We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, I want to say. Oh, it was really good. I liked that one. I just love, like, I cried a lot in that book, which is, I I cry, but, like, it's just the way she wrote about the emotions was just, like, mwah, chef's kiss. 10 out of 10. And now I'm reading a book called, oh, it's called A History of Wild Places by Shay Earnshaw it's got a little bit of a missing person vibe it's got a little bit of a cult vibe I'm I'm in for that so far that sounds something that would be up my alley too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I'll report back and let you know 
so far i like it i'm continuing on yeah nice nice let's just welcome oh tell me we have three new babes in the facebook group so i'm just gonna say hi to stephanie leanne and shailene i hope i'm saying that right hello welcome (laughs) hello and welcome enjoy the shit show (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the shit show (laughs) exactly exactly our hot mess of a podcast (laughs) welcome we're so happy you're here say hello or else don't disappoint you (laughs) (laughs) or else no, there's Nothing. no consequence. No consequence. <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Oh my god. Okay, so we okay. are going to have a little pause right now, mm-hmm. a little break yeah. mm-hmm. to introduce you to some new friends. Um they're called That Pretentious Book Club. Yeah. So, we just wanted so to share their, their trailer. trailer. Yeah, we just want to share their trailer. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Hi there. Howdy. I'm Asha Rourke. I'm Kendall Shaw, and we want to tell you about our podcast, That, that Pretentious, Pretentious Book Club. Once a week, we release a new episode about a book of our choosing, old, new, beloved, and hated. Some of the books that we've done so far are Pride and Prejudice, Raven Boys, Clockwork Angel, Jane Eyre, and more. Blacksmith. Yeah, obviously, that's cool. I'm talking about what the blacksmith do. It's stability. <laughs> <laughs> One time when I was in New Mexico with some friends, we were at Billy's grave, and Sabrina literally said, "Sorry, your boyfriend's dead." <laughs> Detention in this room is off the charts right now. <laughs> that was really, really hard. And honestly, I'm really proud of myself. And I feel like I did my best. <laughs> it's really good. Come be my wife. It won't be that bad. But it'll be a little bad. <laughs> it'll be all right. We can do Taco Tuesday. <laughs> you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for That Pretentious Book Club. And follow us on Instagram, too. So come visit the club. And until then, keep your teacups full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. back (laughs) (laughs) right we're back we're back you know what is funny about those ladies is that remember when we started listening to them we were like is this another timeline they sounded like exactly like us it was so weird it threw us like their voices yes their voices (laughs) sounded like us and one of the girls is a redhead and the other girl has dark hair 
it's like the alternate timeline. I know it's, <laughs> but the same timeline. <laughs> it was, it was fucked. But they read like, um, they read more books than us, mm-hmm. and they talk about smart stuff like Shakespeare and whatever. So if you're yeah. looking for something that's a little like, um, more highbrow. <laughs> check them out (laughs) instead of just two girls trying to struggle their way through life and books (laughs) and books that's exactly what we are (laughs) oh my god anyway oh Oh, should we start talking about verity we should okay all right this week we're reading chapters one two six and i think we're in we're in for an emotional roller coaster of a ride Oh my god. Yeah, what was that review okay. that I sent to you? I want to oh, read something that about like it was funny. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny as Should just get out the Ouija board. Okay. One of the reviews. <laughs> yeah. One of the reviews. This is just part of it. It was why read Verity when you can just pull out an Ouija board and summon a demon. I'm sure it'll have the same effect. <laughs> so cool. Cool, cool. Okay. Well, okay. To st- start us off um she's in manhattan the main character of the book and mm-hmm. she's crossing at a cro- crosswalk and the guy in front of her is like mama had a baby and his head popped off <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yes though no, actually <laughs> so the man in front of the man in front of her at the crosswalk he got hit by a car and his head gets crushed and his head and guts well head guts brains ends up all over her (laughs) (laughs) head guts head guts brains yeah cool um cool cool, and so she's kind of like internally freaking out i guess like but like at the same time she's like calm it's weird is she in shock I don't know but like she's recognizing that like some people don't even look up from their phones like people are just continuing about their day and this guy's like head is run over by a truck (laughs) anyway so she's kind of just like standing there like what the fuck and um we find out that um she is from originally from Virginia and that she had moved Mm -hmm. to Uh, Manhattan 10 years ago Um, and she's saying like people like her whatever that means um, are meant to be here in Manhattan where they can be invisible Um, Mm -hmm. and that she's feels like her life is irrelevant and she kind of just like blends into the hustle and bustle of the city Um, right which is what she wants yes Mm -hmm. and so she is trying to be that like hardened New Yorker, but she's like mm-hmm. standing there covered in blood and she's can't become that quote unquote New Yorker that she wants to be. Um, cause she's feeling like everything right now. She's just like mm-hmm. witnessed this horrific event. Um, but then this man offers her help asking her, are you okay? Cause she's obviously covered mm-hmm. in blood and she's like, my god she feels like starting to feel like blood on her face and like Mm -hmm. this man they see that she's actually not 
injured at all physically. Um, so he offers to like help her says like, let's go to like this coffee shop and get you cleaned up Mm. and everything like that. And then he's helping her clean her up, clean up. And the smell of blood reminds her of when she's 10. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Hmm. There's Hmm. a couple little references to 10 year olds. Yes. Main character. Yes. Yes. Um, so he's like, are you in shock or are you calm? And, um, she's like, IDK, (laughs) I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, and she's like, how are you? Like he said, um, how are you okay? Or whatever. And he's just like, I've seen worse. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. sorry, what? You just saw a guy's yeah. head got <laughs> popped off. Yeah. Well, then that's when she's like, maybe he's a doctor. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of, how could you see where? Yeah. Logical reasoning. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, maybe he's a trauma doctor or something, but turns out yeah. he used to be in real estate. Hmm. Anyways, um, she can tell like by his <laughs> same thing, right? It's same, same thing. Doctor, real estate agent. <laughs> Um, sure. yeah, she can tell like by his demeanor that he just wants to like hide as well. Um, mm-hmm. and then she finally introduces herself and we find out that the main character's name is Lowen and mm-hmm. the man that is helping her is named Jeremy. Um, mm-hmm. she's like very curious cat and she's like, wondering like what have you seen that's worse than fucking somebody's head getting smushed by a fucking tire mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um honestly um and he's just so she straight up asks and he's just like well i had to pull my eight-year-old daughter out of the lake five months ago <laughs> her body yeah her body yeah oh, and yeah that's worse so, that's probably worse yeah that would do it that would do it <clears throat> and then she offers up that her mother died last week and that she had been caring for her. And this is the, this is the first day that she's been out of her apartment in weeks. (laughs) So like, welcome back to the world. Yeah, honestly. And yeah. So then he's like, okay, gotta go bye. (laughs) And she's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I gotta go to a meeting. And so she heads over to her meeting and she has like 15 minutes before it. And we find out that she's meeting Corey at Pantom Press. And um, so I'm assuming that she's an author. The synopsis kind of gives that away. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, so and then we kind of end off the end of that chapter with that she's still wishing that she had kept some morphine um and she hadn't mm-hmm. thought to hide it when they came to like take her mother's palliative items back so does she have some drug Yikes. abuse issues yeah something's going on there that's for sure yeah so then we kind of like go back in time a little bit like to preempt this whole meeting between Lauren and mm-hmm. what is her name Lowen. 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 Lowen? Is there an R? There's no R. Sometimes I have an R in there. So Lowen. Lowen. <laughs> I have to say, I have to point this out because this is actually something that drives me nuts. 
I fucking hate when authors give all the characters weird fucking names. And everybody except for Jeremy and Corey have weird fucking names. I just hate it. It's not for me. Like, it's not normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't just because you can name your characters fucked up shit. Don't. (laughs) Not all of them. Anyway. Come on. Yeah. Just Bobby and Sue. Like, come on. (laughs) What relevance does it have? I'm all for... I'm all for like original names but not when they're all I just I just it makes me go like oh yeah <laughs> but that's just me anyway so Lowen she also kind of found herself attracted to Jeremy but she saw mm-hmm. that he had a wed- wedding ring so it was kind of mm-hmm. like fleeting and it was also like a really weird meetup like not ever gonna see this man again and he gave her his shirt so she's wearing mm-hmm. oh, a yeah, man's shirt that's mm-hmm. two sizes too big for her to an important meeting. So back mm-hmm. in time, Corey is Lowen's um, literary agent. She's an author, like Chantel said. They had like a little weird relationship. They were having sex, but they've since stopped, which is fine, I guess. Um, he texts her and he asks her to meet him tomorrow because he thinks they may have an author. We also find out that Lo- Lowen has an aversion to other humans, which I was like, yeah, same. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> um, but she thinks it might have to do with her sleepwalking episodes, question mark, and her mm-hmm. mother being afraid of what she might do, question mark. <laughs> um, so now back to this after the horrific incident she's waiting at the publishing house in this shirt that's too big for her and someone comes up behind her and says nice shirt and it turns out to be jeremy and she's kind of like why what is he doing here like this is weird and we find out that they're going to the same meeting cool (laughs) kind of new like i don't know i liked it i think just because of the like reading the synopsis it was like i knew it was coming you know but anyway Mm -hmm. still kind of cool um so Corey's there he told her to come early because she's always late blah 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 he asks about her mother and she tells him that she died and it's very awkward and she essentially it seems like she does a lot of like almost people pleasing or um like vulnerability hiding where she just tells Mm -hmm. people what they want to hear instead of like yeah what's actually on her mind which yeah. is whatever. A lot of people do mm-hmm. that. But uh, she says she's okay and hides the fact that she's actually kind of relieved. Um, she also says that her mother only brought guilt into her life. So mm-hmm. it sounds like she had a bit of a convoluted relationship with her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her mother also, this is a dick move. Her mom promised that she'd have money in the bank when she died, but she literally did not. Like, that's yeah. so fucking rude because- because yeah. one's like I would have taken care of her regardless but yeah. why lie to me yeah mm-hmm. like she hadn't she couldn't have prepared for that mm-hmm. and like her mom kind of forced or like maybe guilted her into getting this apartment that was way out of her means in that yeah um promise as well like saying like yes mm-hmm. yeah and she wanted her own space with her own things anyways yeah that's fucked <laughs> yeah which is fine but also like that's mm-hmm. so rude like rude. I yeah anyway mm-hmm. anyway anyway <laughs> I feel like that's probably its whole its own yeah. whole thing mm-hmm. um so speaking of money Corey is hoping that the deal comes through um because he gets paid too and mm-hmm. 
he says that they've been very secretive and they have to sign an NDA, which whenever an NDA comes out, it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm um, interested. Yeah, okay. I, I like stuff that I can't talk about, mm-hmm. but I can know about. Um, then we kind of find out that Corey fell in love with her with Lowen's main character from her novel and assumed that she would be the same and she wasn't so it's that whole concept of like falling in love with the author based on the characters Mm -hmm. and learning that they're very different yes yeah so the publisher comes in and explains that one of the authors that they represent is unable to fulfill her writing contract and they essentially Mm -hmm. essentially want the the idea that I got at first was that they wanted a ghostwriter, but they do not want a ghostwriter. They want someone who can co-author the remaining books in this series. Yes. Um, and they find out that the author's name is Verity Crawford. Mm-hmm. So the book's namesake. Yeah. Um, see, that's fine. I would be fine with one weird name. Like one weird name, mm-hmm. Verity, that works for me. Yeah. All of her kids are named weird. Uh, anyway yes so then they they what they need from this co-writer is someone who can attend the book tours and the press releases and this is like not up Lowen's alley and so she's just like uh no I'm thanks, definitely mate. not gonna do this yeah. yeah and they present the offer they offer her $75,000 per books and there are three books remaining and Lowen is like nah no thank you mm-hmm. and she stands to leave so she's like yeah trying to refuse the offer they stand to leave she's like worried that she's going to be like too nervous to write the book because of the pressure of this popular author Verity um like the series is very um like uh, anticipated and highly like touted um Mm -hmm. and um these deadlines are kind of like intense the first book needs to be submitted within six months and then ideally all three need to be finished in 24 months Corey asks for a minute with Lowen and then Jeremy just stays so everybody leaves except Jeremy (laughs) and Jeremy just stays and stares at her (laughs) and he wants a word alone (laughs) with Lowen so Corey's like oh what the fuck is up with this guy and he, Lowen's like, it's fine, whatever. Because um, mm-hmm. he doesn't know that they know each no, other. No, exactly. Um, and she has like so many of her own questions. At this point, she finds out that Verity was in a car accident and hasn't recovered. Um, but she's still like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, not interested. He goes on to like kind of praise her writing um, that open ended, which is the name of her debut novel, is one of Verity's favorite books. And mm-hmm. um, she had like um, Verity had been like complimenting her, saying that they had similar writing styles and that she was going to be the next big thing. So mm-hmm. even still, she's like, thanks, but. Um, I'm not interested <laughs> again. She still well, tries she's still because she's like, I don't want the fame no, and yeah, to do the yeah. press cut. She's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So then he's just like, okay, this is what you're going to do. He's not taking no for an answer. He kind of like tells her a little bit about himself. Um, and he's just like, we're what we call or Verity is what we call chronics. And Mm -hmm. it's just like one terrible thing happens after another. Mm -hmm. Um, Like 
the fact that both of his twin daughters are dead um mm-hmm. that and Chast- died separately yeah died in separate accidents chastin chastine were um died like six months before harper and then this car accident happened that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. injured verity severely enough that she can't finish her writing um mm-hmm. and then he's like okay this is what you're gonna do because she's still not on board um you're going to ask for a half a million dollars, no press, <laughs> and you can write under a pen name. Like you don't have to give your real name. Um, mm-hmm. And also we live in Vermont. You need to come and like, look through her office. Okay. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and she's just like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. he's just like sweetening the pot, like make tailoring mm-hmm. the deal. For her right mm-hmm, exactly. so then we find out that in low lowen's early 20s again the amos mm-hmm. that we talked about mm-hmm. and he was her boyfriend and he liked to be choke and they broke up because she refused mm-hmm. um and she often thinks like how shitty her life would be if she had stayed with him so i like that silver lining um cory comes back to her apartment after the meeting sort of to like celebrate i guess and there's an eviction notice on the door. It's the third one that she's had. So she obviously has to get out and he sees it, but doesn't say anything. Um, she's decided that she's going to go and she's going to Verity's in a few days anyway. So it doesn't really matter that her apartment mm-hmm. is, she's being evicted. And Corey is pretending that he's concerned for her because of all the tragedy, like concerned of going to Verity's because of everything that's happened. And she mm-hmm. thinks it's just jealousy because she knows he thought he was going to get laid, but Lowen asked about his girlfriend immediately. So obviously they're not going to do it. And then mm-hmm. she thinks that their relationship, he leaves and she decides that their relationship is finally how it should be, which is just agent and author. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I was thinking, like, I don't think she does explain why um, she didn't like leave him as an agent um but I still think that that's strange that she stayed under his I know. like agent but like, she, I don't know. she doesn't seem like super confident so she probably no. was just like it was comfortable and it was mm-hmm. already there and so she's kind of like well fuck it. exactly yeah <laughs> so She's driving to Vermont and apparently she's on team audiobook, but like, whatever. Yes. Yes. Well, she's driving. <laughs> yes. So she's re- oh, I'm listening-, also listening to an audiobook right now. I forgot to mention. I'm also listening to an audiobook. What audiobook are you listening to? It's called The Guest List and they're British. Oh, yeah. So they're British accents. Kind of cool. Oh, cheerio. Oh, yes. The jetty. Anyway, we find out that Lowen is not listening to the guest list, but she's listening to the first book in Verity's series. (laughs) Um, As she should. (laughs) Yes. And this makes her like even more nervous. She's like feeling a lot of regret uh, in signing the contract that um, her and Jeremy discussed. Like, so he signed back and was like, yeah, cool. Here's a half a million dollars. Yeah. She's just, cause she is just feeling, I guess, inferior to Verity at this point. She's like, ah, there's no way I can like live up to this. There's already six novels in this series. 
Um, Mm -hmm. They're all written from the villain's perspective. She's like going over kind of like how she does her writing process in her head. She's like, never really like, she's like one, write, start writing and not like what I'm writing to keep writing. Still don't love it. Three, hate everything I have ever done. And I'm like, same. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going. It's fine. Just (laughs) feel like that's a lot of people's creative process. Like, yeah, well, yes, it is what it is. (laughs) Um, so, um, she's also, um, at this point, like what's going on, like, how is she so injured that she can't like write or like finish Mm -hmm. these, these last novels. She's just really like curious, um, Kathy, let's call her curious. Kathy. I mean, like as she should would, be though, I mean, yeah, cause same. you're like, why can't she even like, cause I yeah. think she kind of even played around in her mind. Like maybe she's so grief stricken that she yes. just can't do yeah. it. Like she's like, exactly. what is the extent of what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So she Ooh. shows up. They sh- she shows up at Verity and Jeremy's mansion and essentially they live in a haunted house <laughs> and they have a creepy asshole son because <laughs> he just like <laughs> pops up at her window and like doesn't say anything and she's like holy fuck who the fuck are you yeah. and yeah. um he just like walks he shuts away the door on her <laughs> yeah and just like shuts the door and she has to text Jeremy being like um I'm here but um, also he's five yeah like he's yeah he's young five isn't old at all yes yes true and she does end up like, feeling I'm surprised bad he's that... walking around on his own yeah yeah she does end up feeling bad that she called him an asshole <laughs> so <laughs> um we find out that the five-year-old creepy um asshole son is actually named crew another weird name <laughs> um, see yeah. And he cons her into getting a pop while Jeremy is not in the room because he's like pretending he can't open up this pop. And he's like, Jeremy comes back in and is like, hey, no, he's smarter than both of them. Both of us combined. Like, you got to be careful about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he starts showing her around the, the house. Um, she notices that there's bite marks on the headboard which we find out a little later what that actually is I was just mm-hmm. like weird okay mm-hmm. um and because she asks, she's sleeping in her bedroom is oh, the yes. master bedroom yes because yes. he's moved everybody upstairs upstairs yes exactly yeah um she finds out that there's probably no locks on the door and this kind of freaks her out because she hasn't slept in a room a bedroom without a lock on the door since she was 10 so there's that 10 mm. again mm-hmm. um he's showing her around and then he shows her, um wants to show or introduce her to verity and shows her they go into her room and she's kind of just she's there but her like eyes and expression are vacant they also decide on her pen name which is going to be laura chase based on her <laughs> pet the childhood street whatever um what would your pen name be (laughs) fernwood rusty (laughs) rusty fernwood (laughs) what's yours 
Well, <laughs> Wellington Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> or kitty wellington Welling- kitty wellington or wellington frisky because that was her pet name <laughs> wow <laughs> whoa hey rusty fernwood and um frisky wellington in the house hey she also meets the nurse april who seems suspect of, of uh mm-hmm. lowen which is interesting mm-hmm. And she's like, you're, you're just- younger than I thought. Yeah. She's I think she knows something. Yeah. Yeah. So then Jeremy takes her to Verity's office. It seems beautiful and massive and everything you would want in a writing office. And it's also full and chaotic though. There's stuff everywhere. And she's like, and Jeremy's like, yeah, I think this is going to take you at least a couple of days. And so she starts going through stuff. He like pieces out or whatever. And then she starts going through stuff. She's looking for a book outline. Like she's hoping that there's something like that there. Um, and then she finds something that is entitled, So Be It. And she's like, what is this? And it turns out to be an autobiography. <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it is fucking spicy. I'm not going to go over all the details because I think then we'd turn into like, um, the pornog- pornography club babes, which like is not, not interested. I did not sign up for this club. <laughs> it's got like there's like a lot of like Fifty Shades vibes almost though. Like it was, I was there was a lot. I was like, is this a smut book? <laughs> there, there was a lot happening. It's um, a lot. So. <laughs> I'll just go over the, that first chapter of it briefly. Um, I just wanted to like reading it. Oh, oh yeah. Sec. I just wanted to like yeah. make a note that she is giving a little bit more insight to the books that are already written um, that the characters are like, there's something dark about Verity already. Like her characters are very like dark and fucked up. Right. So like, I don't know if that's like setting a a scene totally. for like more creepiness that's all I just wanted to say so foreshadowing I yeah. yeah foreshadowing there needs to be some creepiness among all the pornography so <laughs> how to balance it out at least at least no one's masturbating into a fire like that's good <laughs> right though all right true not yet so at she least she starts reading no <laughs> she starts reading um, the biography start or the autobiography starts with a warning that it's not going to leave the writer liking the author at the end. It's not that kind of a, it's kind of like a tell all with all the truth. It's not like the fancy sugar coating version. Um, and Verity goes on to explain how the first night she met Jeremy was at a charity event. Um, and she was wearing this quote, fuckable red dress that she stole from Macy's um she thinks that Jeremy is wealthy they end up meeting there's that whole weird thing with the bartender which I did not like I was like don't tell me what to drink it was weird but whatever um then Jeremy leads her to a limo and it turns out to not be his and they sort of both confess to each other that like neither of them are wealthy and they're both just kind of at this party for fun um a lot happens, a lot of sexy stuff. It is what it is. They end up going back to his house and then they end up spending the next three days together. And 
they're in love or whatever. And that chapter closed out with a quote that was, I was his sole reason for living until he discovered the one thing that meant more to him than I did. Dot, 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 dot. Ominous. Ominous ending. Ominous ending. Ominous. Ominous. So then because the girls got a snoop she can't stop thinking about the manuscript but like also same i would have snooped for sure so well i mean that's her job like that's what she's being paid to do she is being paid to snoop through a half a million dollars to snoop through this woman's office (laughs) um so she can't stop thinking about the manuscript and she's like maybe it's not um like maybe it's fictionalized like she's like some parts are true and she's like kind of like sensationalizing it and Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so he like she goes to go get some food because she's like a night owl she's hungry because she's like spent like so long reading this stuff and like some of the books and whatever and um it's like 11 o'clock at night and she goes out and she's like nobody's here she hears like a bed creaking and she thinks that like he's doing it with his like vacant wife but she's not (laughs) he's not he like comes out of the shadows and creeps her out some more (laughs) yeah she's like I read (laughs) I read an article about this I am gonna tell someone (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so turns out he's not doing that he's just lurking in the shadows and like are you hungry classic they go he's like I've got leftover pizza she's like okay great even though she hates pizza other anyways whatever (laughs) um so then she's just like because she's so curious she's like okay I gotta ask how they met and he pretty much verbatim tells her the story that she just read so she's like fact checking fact checking it's fact checked Mm -hmm. um he also mm-hmm, explains mm-hmm. to her that um, fame, the fame that Verity has is hard for him. So he's kind of like um, in the shadow stays with the kids. It's not his deal. He's introverted like Lowen is, mm-hmm. but Verity enjoys mm-hmm. the fame, um, but she's still not a hundred percent convinced on everything that's going on. And I think that it's probably just because, well, she does say that like, she's a suspense author author. So like it's in her nature to kind of be cynical and like, yeah. Anyways, but yeah. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And she's like, I got to take this manuscript to bed with me. I got wink, wink, wink. A chapter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. Yikes. Uh, yikes. Um, so yeah, anyways, she's got to know, she's got to know what's going on. So, but she's like, oh, I got to know what I got to, got to get in her mind frame. Sure. Sure. I, I just want to know the steamy D. And I'm also falling in love with her husband. So yeah. I just so, want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I was thinking of too, is that we're finding out also that Verity is like, um, I don't want to say a bad person, but she's like kind of selfish and uh I don't really know how to explain it yet but we're finding Mm -hmm. out that she's kind of like you said she's got a darker side to her like we know that Mm -hmm. um so then she's reading the next chapter in so be it 
And we find out that Jeremy asks uh, Verity to move in with her. She tells him that she, like, she already broke. He says, broke break your lease and move in with me. And she says she can't because she already broke her lease two months ago. They're in the middle of having sex. And he seems upset about this. And then they carry on. And that's when she ends up biting the headboard. Know where they came from now. (laughs) This is the bite mark. Um, Jeremy ends up going to LA. And this is when Verity writes her first book. And so mm-hmm. she she kind of based it on the idea that I do understand that concept of like loving somebody so much, but wanting to pretend that you don't so that they don't know how much you need mm-hmm. them. It mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. It's all very codependent. But, so she ends up writing and creating a fictional Jeremy in an attempt to keep her, that obsession at bay. Um, and when he comes back, he reads her manuscript and he absolutely loves it. And then they do it again. And he asks her to marry him. Um, and then Verity writes that the night that they became engaged is also the night that they conceived. So that's interesting. And now Verity is also warning that there is darkness ahead. Quote. Yeah. Yikes. 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 Um, Take it away. Lowen still hasn't found any notes and <laughs> on what she's supposed to be doing. Yes. So she's like, shit, the window and the office looks out onto like the deck and like their beautiful view. Um, so she's mm-hmm. kind of like daydreaming, wondering, like she's staring out the office window and Verity's out there in a wheelchair and she's very still vacant and like slumped over doesn't really seem to have like any faculties about her and then the Mm -hmm. nurse gets up and goes inside for a minute and Mm -hmm. this leaves um Lowen wondering if it would have been better if Verity died in the accident because she seems to be so like lifeless and doesn't seem to have anything yeah I wouldn't want any my loved ones having to take care of me like Mm -hmm. that's not for me yeah So she does feel like guilty about having this thought. Um, So then she kind of like snaps out of it. And when she does, Verity's staring like right at her (laughs) and she's like, oh, fuck. And she's creeped out by that. Yes, she's creeped out. She's like, how did she how did she do that? She wasn't like able to like look at my direction. She hadn't looked at my direction any of the time. Like I've seen her at all. Right. I'm wondering the same thing. (laughs) I want to know too. So then she's like, something's going on. Yeah. So she like steps away from the window and like kind of hides and her eyes don't follow her. So she's kind of like, oh, well, like brushes it off. And then she ends up getting a phone call at the same time. Um, But she's like, was on her way out of the office because of this little scare. And she finds out that she's not actually approved for the apartment that she was um, hoping to get in New York. And of course, Jeremy hears the whole conversation and tells her mm-hmm. that he can stay here. And like, you know, there's so much stuff for you to be going through. I'd hate for you to like get back to New York and realize that you need something else anyways. And like, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. bothering us and la mm-hmm. la la. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how thoughtful, how thoughtful of him. Um, and he's just like, just say, all right, or whatever. Of course he does. Right, that's she says their new little thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So 
he's she's like okay all right whatever and now she's like fantasizing about jeremy a lot she's like falling in love with him essentially or like in lust i guess maybe um Mm -hmm. yeah so he's like you got to come out here and see like the sun uh sunset over the mountains or whatever it's beautiful and he she's like okay so she brings out she thinks that her time since she can't find any of the notes her time's better spent rent reading the previous books to get a grasp on the characters so she's out there which is 100 percent what i would have done first yeah. Yeah. that just yeah. seems like like uh, the first obviously. thing you should do is read yeah. the books that you maybe maybe yeah <laughs> i don't know though i'm not an author i don't know no 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 um so <laughs> <laughs> um she's fantasizing while him and like crew are doing yard work he has his shirt off shit like that and then crew starts waving and she thinks it's at her but he she quickly realizes that it's actually to the window where verity is and so she goes to the the wall (laughs) and so down my balls (laughs) to verity's in the window (laughs) okay she's like that can't be right like she thinks she sees a curtain move she's like freaked out like she's never seen her even like move a muscle like anyway she's convinced herself she's seeing things Mm -hmm. and she has to go check it out for herself she goes up there and the nurse had said like hey i'm leaving all she needs is her night medication the tv's on whatever so she goes up there and the fans mm-hmm. on, which she thinks is weird and the TV's off and she kind of like freaks herself out. She's Verity is just sleeping in bed though. But yeah, she's like, I've got to get out of here and mm-hmm. go read more of this fucking book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she thinks that the fan was moving the curtain. Like it's, yes. it's like that weird thing where you're like rationalizing things because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your intuition is saying one thing, but you're like, that's fucking crazy. So yeah. I need to, the the last line is that she needs to chill the fuck out. (laughs) She needs to chill out and read more of this manuscript. So I wonder, I don't know. What do you think is up with Verity? Do you think she's faking it? (laughs) Like, what's the point of faking it? I think that, yeah, I, I think she's really fucked up. I think that she's like a very twisted person. Like, I think that she is. I feel the same. And I think she had a hand in like her daughter's death, Mm -hmm. I would suspect. But like, what is she doing right now? Like, what is the point of what she's doing? I, oh, I don't know. I. hmm. What do you think? Tell me. I'm wondering if she's just like, because she's like in the so be it and autobiography parts she's like very obsessive and she even I think she says like she's addicted to Jeremy and I wonder if like Mm -hmm. she kind of just goes crazy quote-unquote um over like when he's not because he he, she even says like until I find out like he loves something more than me or whatever or whatever Mm -hmm. that line Mm was I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if there's changes in their relationship like their children dying she goes like his emotions like he's, are changing because he's, a he's detached now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's grieving. She, yeah. He's detached. And she's like, what about me or whatever? Like you think she's just pretending so that he pay, like pays attention to her? 
I'm wondering if like she's just like a like a very bad like psychopath or sociopath and like she just wants him to like I don't know like it, I don't know yeah I think she's Yikes. just like I, I think don't know. she's like full-on homicidal psycho I think that's what she is yeah all right do you think that because obviously Lowen's gonna fall in love with Jeremy obviously. and I wonder if Verity's gonna like wake up and be like fuck you bitch but also like you'd think that Verity would know that if if she's conscious and faking this whole thing she would know that someone would find that autobiography like why else would she write it mm-hmm mm-hmm true she planted it I don't know I don't know what the, know what do you think what do you think what I do don't you think? know I don't know I don't oh. I need to keep reading I don't have any I don't know that's why I was asking you because I'm like I don't I really don't know I love a good speculation I just think she's like a homicidal psychopath I'm here for it I'm totally here for it nice so I guess we'll find out yeah and yeah. summer's book club um called turning pages book yes. club yes yeah I think they're yeah. reading Verity too yeah that's so exciting mm-hmm. so we're all reading it together yeah we are and we're gonna compare our notes and what does Summer think does she think she's also a mm-hmm. s- homicidal psychopathic sociopathic Sociopath- yeah <laughs> weirdo yeah weirdo so hit us up in the facebook group and let us know what your theory is because there's no wrong answers here anything could happen it's a book it's a book (laughs) not real life not real life it's only a book it's only a book all right crazy okay so next week we'll read um so be it chapter uh to chapter 12 Perfect. Yeah. We'll okay. see you then. See you then. Okay. Bye. Um, okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.